I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. <laughs> <laughs> The you have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these... Memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the Future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. I can only have one food for the rest of my life. That's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. We're recording. All right. Sweet. Welcome back to the Project Gen X Podcast. I'm one of your host, Alan Smith, along with... And on this episode, if my voice will hold up, we are going to... (laughs) (laughs) I am too old to be staying out late. Um, You're too old to be staying out late doing karaoke. Doing karaoke and also having allergies. And and to have the audacity (laughs) to live in Tennessee and have allergies, you know? Dare you. Uh, How dare you? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the movie, the 1982. 85. 85. Yes, movie. the classic. Explorers, which... Odds are I'm, you've seen but didn't remember. Yeah, and, and I'm... I know. Judging by the multiple pages of, of uh, like, extensive notes I'm looking at here in front of me, <laughs> I'm going to let you kind of uh, take point on this. No because, worries. I mean, no worries. I, I, I have notes here, but like I have like half a page handwritten, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> no worries, baby. I got you. Right. Well, it just it just so happens this is one of my favorite movies. So, I, and it was you know, and I, I know I was one that that suggested yes. this one because I was I just for whatever reason a few weeks ago the movie like kind of popped in my head out of nowhere for mm-hmm. no reason. There was I, oh well, actually I know what it was. Okay, it was uh, because Moon Knight as we're recording this Moon Knight is happening on. Um, uh, Disney Plus, yes. you know, was in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whatever. Right. And Ethan Hawke oh, is yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. that, for whatever reason, triggered Explorers because this is one of his first first roles. Yeah. You know, and um, definitely one of his younger ones. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, but most people forget that he was a child actor. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I know most people remember him like when he was like in his teens and early twenties, but like no, he was a kid in this yeah. movie. 
Uh, and then also just a stellar cast with, you know. Um, oh, Amanda Peterson. Was, well, well, I've we'll got, them, I've got them all. I know. We'll, I got a whole list of stuff here. We'll of, get into of it. people in it. Well, let's 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 start off with a little background on all this. Right. Explorers, 1985, uh, actually released on July 12th, day after my sister's birthday. Nice. Uh, directed by Joe Dante. Yes, I got that written. The, 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 the master of all cool yes. things. Uh, it was originally written by a guy named Eric Luke. Um, budgeted right around $22 million, I think it was. Okay. It made nine. Yeah, it, so it was. It was yeah. Well, it, in, in its defense, the timing that this movie was released could not have been worse <laughs> you were telling me about this god love them and, and from what i understand joe dante fought on this one tooth and nail the entire time with uh was it paramount I think yes it's paramount. paramount yes just could not get any the movie wasn't finished it wasn't the ending he wanted there was a whole sub story it that seems a little abrupt yeah that just didn't happen but uh to give you some idea this movie came out i believe it's two days after live aid mm-hmm and like a week and a half after Back to the Future. And Back to the Future ruled that summer. It just I mean, totally, was, yeah. I mean, it took over. Right. You know, there's no other way to say it. It took over. And uh, so it was kind of doomed from the start. So if you happen to see, the, and the movie, uh, the version that you'll see on like home video and Netflix and things like that, totally different than yeah. the one that you okay. saw in the theaters. I watched because I... Uh, did not own a copy of this, and so I had to go find it. And um, it, it said theatrical yeah. on it. So, and, I, and as far as I know, that's the only version I've ever seen because everything I saw that was in there was what I remember seeing yeah. on VHS. There's a the few day. little, yeah. little, yeah. So, you'll have to tell me if, so. if, if you've got notes on what I got a couple, okay. Yeah, so, because uh, that kind of made me, I was like, oh, is there, was, is there a director's cut or you know, something? I don't think it's just, ever been released. Okay, a director's cut, they have a theatrical release and then right. they have the, the like the made for TV version, oh. which is a little different. Oh, okay, yeah. I love little side mm-hmm. note, yes, I love some of that stuff of, of extra scenes that were shot. For television, it was like oh yeah, very famously Halloween. Yes, it has yeah, 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 a yeah. bunch of extra stuff that when it was when it aired on television, wound up on the TV that never appeared mm-hmm. in the theaters. And you know there are multiple cuts of this you can find of that movie in particular you can find especially on the internet where it's like no 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 here's all the TV stuff put into yeah. it and here's all the you know yeah no, no you're not crazy this yeah, did this actually happen. did actually yeah. happen they actually uh, recorded I think, this uh, uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind did the same thing Blazing Saddles did Blazing well, Blazing Saddles had to yeah even back then <laughs> they had to uh, as well as a few other you know um, what was it there was another really famous one that and I can't remember off the top of my head around that era yeah that. Oh, there's all this extra stuff that yep. was not in that the movie. It was never know? in the theaters. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, uh, and so we'll we'll go over the plot in just a second, but just to kind of give you a quick rundown on the cast. Yes. This, yes. This is a this great is cast. just an amazing, amazing cast for what it was. Yes. Um, the the three main characters on this were three kids: uh, Ben Crandall, who was played by a very, very young Ethan Hawke. Which, before we get in, I want to talk about Ethan. Mm-hmm. So, go for it. Did you notice all the Ethan Hawke mannerisms? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I was like, I oh, it's just so that. scary. Like watching him, he's been doing those same affects and voice like and and, and, yeah. and facial expressions and stuff. Yeah, since he was a kid. Well, you <laughs> have you have a very young Ethan Hawke, and then playing Wolfgang, one of the greatest names of all time. Yes. Uh, River Phoenix. Yes. A very young River Phoenix. I think this was his first big role. This was. 
It was either I could tell you it was either his first big one or one of his first. Yeah, ones. it I was. Yeah, I can't remember course, if it was this or Running on Empty, but it was definitely one. No, of No, this first is before ones. Running on Empty. Uh, he's much younger here than he was in Running on Empty. Yeah. Uh, of course, this was also before. This is what a year before Stand by Me, two years before Stand by right Me, around something that, like yeah. that. Uh, which was like his big. That was the big out. blowout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this is. He, I I know that he had some stuff prior. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, well, while you're looking that up on the Magic Witch Box, the other main character in this was a gentleman by the name of Jason Presson, who was kind of a hey, it's that guy. He's been in well, a few other things, but you know, nothing really of note. This was this was his first major role. Okay, like he I so. he was in some TV stuff, like he was in Hotel. And yeah, he'd done a lot of your like, move and yeah. you know after school special, of course, some stuff like that. But this was his first big one. And then Stand By Me was the next year, and that's the one that right. really, that's the one that really broke the, him out. And he hit the Mosquito Coast and Night and Light of Jimmy Reardon and all that stuff comes after the fact. Um, uh, yeah, but again, he, he always was one of those actors that from the beginning you're like, there's something about this guy. Yeah, he's like, got something. He's, We're not they're, sure they're, what yeah, it is. Not, he, he's different yeah, than everyone absolutely. else. So. And then you have the the love interest on this one, uh, Lori Swenson, played by R.I.P. Amanda yeah. Peterson. For those of you who don't know that name, if you ever saw the movie Can't Buy Me Love, yes, she was the main. She was the main love um, interest. Yeah, uh, I cannot remember what her name was in that movie, but I can't remember her name um, either. Um, uh, we'll look it up. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Bobby Fight is in this. He's another. Hey, it's that guy. He's been in quite a bit. Uh, he plays Steve Jackson, the bully. Right. So, right. Well, uh, one of his his. Um, his little minions was another guy I recognized. Oh, um, all right. Of course, I, I don't have him written down. Um, I'll have to look it up. But yeah, he was another. I looked. I was like, oh yeah, it's that guy who who like again wound up in a ton of movies mm-hmm. in the late eighties and early nineties. You're like, oh, it's that guy. Oh, well, it's that and, guy. And you know, playing. Um Wolfgang's dad was James oh, Cromwell. James Cromwell. I, know, I love I know, that. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot he was in this. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Mary Kay Place plays Ben's mom. Yes. You know, yeah. another, you know, she's been in a tremendous ton of stuff. stuff. I know. Meshack Taylor has an appearance in it. He's got two scenes. Yes. And he's a helicopter pilot. Yes. Yeah. And, and along with mm-hmm. who, who's there with him? It's, it's Dick Miller. It's Dick Miller, yeah. I yeah, forgot about that. that like, Joe Dante apparently really loved working with Dick Miller because you think about like Gremlins, he was in that. Yeah. yeah, you start going down the line of like all these, you know, these Joe Dante. So you're movies. a spaceman. Huh? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and um, and my favorite, my favorite, the Star Trek fans are going to go crazy <laughs> on this one, playing a character named Starkiller, a yes, character we named will talk Wack about that. and Wax Dad. Yes. Robert Ricardo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You forget. Another one of those, hey, it's that guy. He's yes, been but in once so you see many him, things. I can't remember who he played on Star Trek. He, uh, he was one of the doctors, and I can't think of his name. He was in Voyager. Yeah. Um, but just, he's definitely a, hey, it's that guy. And you forget how much of a rubber face he is. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. this guy just well, overacted to the rafters, and it was beautiful. It, it was, was exactly what needed to happen. Funny, like... Um, Oh, uh, Bradley Gregg was the guy I was trying to think. Bradley Gregg, okay. Uh, that was he was he and he was just in that one scene whenever Steve Jackson's beating up yep. Ben. He's he's like he comes into frame for like 
a couple seconds. I'm like, yeah. oh, I recognize him because he was because like he was in like uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street three. He was in Stand by Me. He was one of the like the older kid, the older kids in Stand by Me. Oh yeah, I uh, forgot about he that. He was in like he was in uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in class of 1999. Another one of those. If you just go through his his IMDb, you're like. Oh yeah, he was on Twenty One Jump Street. He was on this. He was on. He was one of those. He just he He's turned up hey, all those. Guy. Yeah. He's a hey, it's that guy. Um, what was I looking up though? It was um, Robert Picardo's character. Robert name. Picardo was in. Um, he was in Voyager. He played the Doctor. Yes, and I cannot remember. That's his... all it says is the Doctor. The Doctor. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but, but of course uh, he was also on China Beach. Oh yeah, he's been. Uh, in a ton he was of in stuff. Star Trek uh, First Contact. He was in Inner Space. I forgot he was in Inner Space. Yeah, he played I mean, one of the 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 technicians. Right. So, like I said, it's one of those things that I, I recognized him immediately. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to look up. Um, okay. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and start on the plot. So, the plot, for those of you who have not seen this movie or who have forgotten about this movie. Okay, sorry. Dick Miller. Yes. Was in The Terminator. Yes. He was in The Burbs. Yes. He was in The Howling. Ooh, I forgot about that. Uh, hold on, let me move on back a little, go back to the 80s and 90s. He's He's been a ton of stuff. Yeah, he, he is one of those dudes that, like, would show up. He, of course, he was in Gremlins 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in. Fraud. He's always got that raspy voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that I've just smoked fifteen packs of cigarettes and I've got nothing else he to was do in, today. He was in one of my favorite like, com like parody uh, Amazon Women on the Moon. I love that movie. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that and Kentucky Fried Movie. Just yeah, they, we need he to was do an in, episode just on those. He you was know, in Project X. Oh, the Matthew Broderick Matthew movie. Brody. Yeah, he yeah. was on an episode of Amazing Stories. Uh, he was oh. He was in Night of the Creeps. I forgot oh, that he was. <laughs> Chopping Mall, After Hours. <laughs> See, now we've hit your sweet spot. I know. I mean, it's like... Now had, we found bad 80s horror, so we've hit your sweet spot. He was in know? V, The Final Battle. I mean, he is. He's one of those dudes that like just would show... Uh, oh, did you ever see the movie Get Crazy? I think so. It okay. sounds familiar. It's got Daniel. It's a very early Daniel Stern movie. Basically, what it is, is it's about this concert. It's a New Year's Eve concert. This oh, yeah. ready to happen. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the background... I want to find that movie, okay, and we need to cover if we can ever like find it, dig because, it up and find, yeah, the because the, of it. I have looked. It was never been released on DVD, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to find a copy of it uh, in the public domain. We'll see so, if we can make it happen, <laughs> one way or another, legal, yeah, legally or otherwise. Yeah, Dick, so. <laughs> uh, Dick Miller is one of those guys that like you, he is the he was the face of the of like eighties bit part, absolutely and stuff. So absolutely. anyway, go ahead. All right. So oh wait, wait, there's yes. one more. I'm yes. sorry. Frank Welker, oh yeah, was the voice of uh, the father of the the father alien. Yes, Frank Welker. If you go through his acting credit, he's a voice actor. Yeah, bring a lunch because that man I has mean, done everything. It, yeah, I'm when I say he has probably a thousand credits, I'm not joking. I mean, it's that well, many just credits. from cartoons alone. Yeah, I mean, he I did mean, GI Joe. He was he was in tra- he did Transformers. He did. I mean. I was I was going through his IMDb, mm-hmm. you know, just like, oh my god, I forgot that he did. That. He was on the Smurfs. He was, I mean, he did yep. everything. Still working, yeah, still working today. Yeah. So, I mean, he's up there with Mel Blanc as far as the yeah. voices. I yeah. mean, it's just crazy. Or Peter Cullen. Or Peter Cullen yeah. is another one. Yeah, and, and again, they work together. Yeah, you know. So it's uh, okay. So now we're done with that. <laughs> now we're getting to the plot. Ten minutes into the, the episode, we're getting well, to the just, plot. Just <laughs> just looking at that cast, though. I, know. I mean, you, you got it. You've got to give it its due. So. And a real quick summary of the plot. We're yes, not going to dwell yes, too yes, much yes, on yes. it because there's too much other cool shit to talk about. Man. So this is all about, and again, you may remember this from being a kid or not. 
three kids. Uh, well, let me start off. Ben, the youngest kid, is a daydreamer. He's the one that, you know, starts having these really weird, vivid dreams about flying over things. and The circuit board. It was, was <laughs> it and again, I had not seen this movie in mm-hmm. probably 30 years and forgot a lot of... But as soon as he was flying, the first thing in my head, it's a circuit board. Yes. <laughs> well, and he, st- he he wakes up and he's best friends with this kid named Wolfgang, who is the 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 stereotypical raised by geek parents. Yes. You are a geek. You you know that kind it's of scientist. Thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, Nerd a, to no yeah. end. Uh, oddly enough, played by River Phoenix, which is such a weird casting for that, but it worked. Yeah, it worked. Well, again, this is before he was River Phoenix, right? So, you know, I mean, the- so they they every night, you know, Ben wakes up and he's telling him about this dream, and they start drawing it out and all this other kind of stuff. So, um, uh, they're getting bullied at school by um, what was the guy's name again? Oh, gosh, Steve, uh, Steve Jackson. Jackson, yeah. And uh, Jason Preston's character, Darren Woods, comes in and kind of steps in and helps them out. Right. So they, they kind of quickly become friends. Well, Wolfgang starts working on actually designing the circuit board and figures out that it creates this weird bubble, this yes. three-dimensional bubble that's practically indestructible that can set up to any speeds whatsoever. Yes. So they start playing with it. Of course, it totally wrecks his house. Well, they get this genius idea of what would happen if you're actually inside of the bubble, mm-hmm. you know? And said, well, there'd be no air, but, you know, you could do it. So they get this weird scene where... There's also no inertia, if yeah, you find out. Yeah, yeah no inertia. They, yeah. they make a big deal about the word inertia. They say it quite a few times <laughs> in one scene. I know. it's. <laughs> he says it in German, isn't it? I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, so they, they get this whole scene where Ben gets this idea to, to spy on this girl he likes, Lori. Mm-hmm. So he puts him in the bubble, and they float him up. And I think the bubble can only go by based off how much power it has or yes, something. Yes, yes. So they get this genius idea of, well, let's see if we can actually get something that we can put together and fly around. So they decide to assemble this device, this weird spaceship thing, out of, of all things, a tilt-a-whirl. Yes, yes. I, I Which love I love. That I love idea. Because, uh, um, what's his name? Darren knows a a guy or no knows where there's a junkyard yeah. that you can get some stuff from. Yeah. What was it when he's trying to, to befriend the dog? Yeah. So called, the dog's name was Bozo. Bo- yeah. That? Yeah. He could just say like bubble gum. bones. I bought him, you know, <laughs> meat, nothing worked. Finally, he pulls out a piece of gum. Right. Hands it to him. He goes, he likes gum. Yeah. He's like, Hey, don't, don't you. you? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they put together this ship and they, they've assembled it and they're flying around the town and, you know, really getting into it. And there's this, I don't know if he was a cop or what he was. Dick they were character. with the police. I mean, because that was on the side of the helicopter. It is there's a police shield. Yeah. So it, there's definitely. I think he's just a a, a, a cop. He's yeah. Not, he's not like a like a you know a detective, detective or anything, or, a, yeah. or you know anything. So they're flying around and they happen to see this thing. Yes. After they de- destroy a you know drive-in theater. <laughs> drive-in theater. Yeah. But. Um, so the cop sees this thing, he's trying to investigate it, and everybody thinks that he's crazy because he saw a flying saucer kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, th- during the process of their flight, something starts summoning them and drawing them up into space. Right. And they freak out and pull the power on it, so it crashes it. Yes. So they go back out another time. They finally get it, you know, the the, the cop's starting to investigate. He finds the ship. He finds what's going on. He he finds Ben because he left his jacket in it. Yeah. So you're a spaceman, huh? Yeah. So uh, you got to do the voice too. So you're a spaceman. Yeah, you got to get that <laughs> that weird Italian. I know. But uh, 
so he uh, so they finally decide to go ahead and and see where this is actually summoning. So they hook up like car batteries to it to give it enough juice. Mm-hmm. Get in this thing, and sure enough, it shoots him straight up into space. Dick Miller sees the lift off and doesn't know what's going on. Um, they don't know what's going on. They go somewhere up, you know, out of our actual atmosphere. Yes. And they see this alien ship that they're basically being summoned into. Mm-hmm. So they come in. The ship lands inside of the, 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 the alien ship. They get out. They're investigating. They walk around. And this is where you get to meet Whack. Yes. Yes, that's his name. Whack. W-A-K. Whack. He says it multiple times. Yes. And starts speaking to them, but he's speaking to them in... Television. Television language, because yeah, yeah, that's a- how they learned. It was... Um, oh. As Whack and Neek. Neek is his sister. And yeah. Neek is, you know, lounging, talking in like Mae West kind of voices and stuff like that. And Whack sounds a lot like... Um, and her and Wolfgang are... Yeah, exactly. Kind of got a thing going on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, and Wax sounds a lot... He's basically, it's a really bad Milton... Not Milton Burrell, um, um A really big shoe. Who am I thinking uh, of? W.C. Uh, uh, uh Oh, well, it's also... Uh, um, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. That's what I was trying to think of. He goes through so, but yeah, Ed Sullivan is kind of his. his he bounces go-to. like from W.C. Fields, right. to Ed Sullivan to you know all kinds of stuff. So he does Johnny Bo- Carson. He does you know, well, Humphrey Bogart at one point. Does do know, Bogart, like, and they're going through because they have learned how to speak English through uh, television broadcasts, yes. through the, the the satellite broadcasts. They picked it up and they thought that Earth was this really cool place. So Ben is convinced that they have all the secrets of the universe mm-hmm. and is trying to get them to talk to him and all this other kind of stuff and come to find out that they were just two kids that have stole their dad's, you know, car, car basically. <laughs> and we're, we're out joyriding and when we go Wax, check out Earth. When Wax's dad shows up and he's huge. Yep. And they're like, oh, you're just kids. That's, uh, you know. So, uh, oh, and we forgot to mention the name of the ship. Oh, okay. So this was... One of those things that when I was a kid, I had not yet purchased the classic album of uh, Born to Run by Bruce yes. Springsteen. But when they're trying to name the ship, they're going through all different ones. They want to call it the Einstein. They want to call it different stuff. And Darren's like, let's call it the Thunder Road. And they're like, huh? He's like, yeah, it's, it's a, from a Springsteen, Springsteen song. song, you know? And they're like, okay, fine. It's the Thunder Road, you know? And so and they try to christen it with a bottle of beer and it doesn't yeah, break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get into all that here in a minute. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll get into the details of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Because this, yeah. this falls in one of my favorite categories of 80s kids movies. <laughs> Where kids got away with everything. Kids got away, kids in danger. Yep. And kids got away with everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a, yeah. So anyway, they find out that they're just a bunch of kids and they have to send them back. So um, as a parting gift, they give Ben this amulet. Yes. And when it's asked, you know, what, what is it? What's inside of it? He the quotes stuff dreams are the made stuff of dreams are made of yeah. in the best the worst bogey I've yeah, no. ever heard. So the boys make it back to Earth. I wonder uh, if they were going to sail away to Key Largo. But call back. But call wasn't involved in this one. We got a call back. Very nice. You're never going to let me had live that it down. All. You are never going to let me live that down. So they uh, they get back. The the as they land, the ship just completely crashes and destroys it. Mm-hmm. So they they well it, they crash into the bay. Yeah, that's yeah. So they get back, and you know it's like nothing ever happened. Then a couple of weeks later, they're at school. And they're they're just trying to, you know, 
they're they're sort of reconnecting, but not really reconnecting. And then all of a sudden, there's another dream. Yes, in the and while they're in school, yeah. yeah, they all fall asleep in school, and they all have the same dream. And all, they all of them with Lori, with Lori yeah. this time, mm-hmm. and they all kind of communicate. And they're flying over another circuit board, and they're like, "This one looks far more complicated." Yes, you know, and it's they're wondering where this one will take them. And just as it's starting to close out, you see Lori reach over and take Ben's hand, and yeah. they're holding hands, kind of very Peter Pan esque, very much over. So. And that was the end of the movie, pretty much. So. Yeah, which kind of set up for, hey, we could have a sequel, yeah, which exactly, never happened. You know? um, we forgot to mention also that Lori, midway through this, has a dream also. Yes. Uh, her and Ben are in, you know, type thing. So it's one of those things where she's being pulled into it. Also, um, I wrote it down here. I think it's... <laughs> what you got? Charlie, which is Dick Miller's character. Yes. Whenever he's, whenever they're back at the he said station, he used to have dreams like he's like, this I used to have kid. dreams like this too, and and he's like, or he's like, I I had dreams, I had a dream that I haven't had since I was a kid. Yep. So it's one of those things where again, it's you not if it was something they would done yeah, in the past, and it's know? not, and it's one of those things where it's a you know they set him up as he's kind of, he, he's the authority figure, but he's not a bad guy. Right. He's just. He's one of them, basically, yep. you know. So, which is kind of cool, you know. You get that every once in a while. You get usually there's a heavy in in all these '80s kids. Oh, movies, always. You know? At least one. There's yeah. One guy that's suspicious. There's one guy that's a heavy. There's one guy that's just stupid. Right. Right. Um, but that, and you can tell watching the movie that it's an ending, but it's not Mm-mm. really an ending. It just kind of stops. Yeah, you that's know? exactly it. It does. It just stops. And, and and that was one of the big things Dante had said is like, this is not the movie that I wanted to make. And right. he's like, I love the fact that it actually has a cult following and people love this damn movie, but this is not the movie I tried to make. Right. So, right. um, and that's obvious. I mean, like, on rewatching this, mm-hmm. it felt that there were, there were several times in rewatching this. And like I said, I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager probably. Yeah. Where I sit here I was like, there seems to be like there was we missed something in here. Like yeah. like there was you know like it feels like it was there's very a void, disjointed you know? in certain areas. And you can usually tell whenever a movie's been messed with by the studio a mm-hmm. lot of times like that where it's or like written oh, by written by committee kind of yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Where it's more it's more a series of scenes than it's an actual story, you right. know, sometimes. Which this one had more of a story to it, but there really did feel like, wait a second, we were supposed to know something in Yeah, here, there's something so. we're missing. We're yeah. not in on the joke or we're not right, in on the, right. the, the comments or something. But I, I found out a little bit of history on this movie as far as the production of it, which okay. I thought was just fascinating. Um, initially, Joe Dante was not slated to direct to direct this. Okay, it was supposed to be Wolfgang Peterson. Okay, you know him best from the movie The Neverending Story, right? And he looked at it and wanted it, and was actually set up to do it, and then decided he wasn't going to do it anymore. Left and did one of my other all-time favorite movies, Enemy Mine. Oh, okay, yeah, Luke yes, Junior. Yeah. So they were grasping at anybody to do this, and they they pulled in. Um, uh, Joe Dante to do it, which is not a bad backup no, at Dante's, all. I mean, I mean Dante's a, done tremendous work yes, in a lot yes. of movies, but it just it always felt kind of interesting about you know how all of this stuff came together. Like Ethan Hawke was kind of slated for that and was supposed to be that role in the first place. Okay, River Phoenix was actually supposed to be playing the heavy. He was supposed to be playing Darren's role. Okay. 
But because he was you from, see that. where was he from, like South Africa? Or yeah, something. something uh, yeah. He just, he wasn't clicking with a lot of the, the nomenclature and a lot of the slang and stuff like that. So because he was so just awkward, they're like, We're, we need him as Wolfgang. Yeah. We need he him plays a good role. He plays a good 80s and, nerd and, in this. And I'm going to hit you where you lived. Uh-oh. You know who was originally cast to play Laurie in this? Mm-mm. Sherry Curry. Really? As in yeah, the, runaways. the Runaways. Yeah. But apparently and she was, was like Fox, deep. Fox. What was the movie she was in? Was it Little Fox? It wasn't fixed. It was a... Uh, I can't remember. Uh, there was a movie she did in the early 80s, you know, where she's crossed over into Yeah, into she had acting, done, she'd done you know. a little bit of acting, but at she the time a little she was old like for this, though. seriously into um, rehab at oh, that yeah, point. Yeah. So she was trying to get her life back together, so it didn't really work out. But I just, I I, I, I want to see that movie. I want to see Sherry Curry playing yeah. the, 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 the love interest on this. Again, she was a little old. Well, I mean, none, of, I none mean, of these actors were super young. No, you know, but I mean, they, they, were, they yeah. still, she just, I maybe she would just present older than any of these actors would yeah. more than anything anyway so but yeah this again the, the movie you can see based off of all this that this movie was destined to fail it, yeah everything was working against this movie so you know between when it was released what it was going up against the fact that they switched directors they switched production companies everything about this movie should not have worked and yet the product that they put out on it is such a one of those touchstones that if you were a, a, a child in 85 and you begged your parents to take you to the movies, they would have taken you to see this because it definitely screams kids' movies. Oh, yeah. This is right in the same vein with like the Goonies or... Yep. or well, another Dante. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... Monster Squad. Yeah. Another Dante. Another Dante. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's like... <laughs> the guy knows his kids' movies. Yeah, he you know? does. And, and, and they all kind of have this similar, you know, vibe to them. Right. Um, again, I did not see this in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it once it hit home video. Uh, another one, it was another one of those movies that my mom was like, hey, you need to... You, I think you'll probably like this, you know? Right. Um, and... Uh, I fell in love with it. I was just like, wow, this is really cool. I did, did not see all the flaws in it back then <laughs> so much as yeah. now. You oh, know? it's 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 fraught um, with with problems. And in going back and rewatching, you can sit there and see it's surprising that the movie had as large of a budget as it did. Right. You know, for what it was. I'll tell you something that like immediately when I started watching this, that immediately popped into my head. Mm-hmm. When uh, just as soon as I might might even before I actually started the movie. Was him commenting about the, her Thompson Twins albums? Oh yeah! For whatever reason, for forty years oh that has gosh. stuck in my head Where about he's floating around. And yeah, looking he's at what's like, in a room. Yeah, and he's like, know? oh, she got Thompson Twin albums. And for whatever reason, that's the line that stuck oh, with me. Besides gosh. the Thunder Road thing, you know, uh, it's just so weird. <laughs> I, I know it's that. just weird that that's that's the way my brain has always worked. Where I would just like I remember like weird ass shit like well, that. See, that, I remember you know? like all around the world the 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 Little Richard song. Oh yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, of it, yeah, 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 which yeah. strangely enough was not on the soundtrack. No. The Robert Palmer version of it was. It's not as good. No. Because Little Richard was man. Well, I went crazy on it, you know. Dude, Little Richard. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, that's that's a different different That That is a tangent waiting to happen right there. But but yeah, like I said, this thing was just completely wrought with all kinds of problems on it. But the cool thing about this movie is if you're like me and you like 
the little nods to other things. Mm-hmm. That people call them Easter eggs. Oh, okay. I've got some written down this here. This has so. a ton I know, of them. I know, I know, I know. So we'll, we'll hit on a couple of Ben's them. room. Okay, yes. let's start, start there. there. Start there. Okay. Um, I have. I have two things written down about Ben's room. Okay. First one is, I thought it was really cool that, well, actually, I guess I got three things. Uh, the kid's really into sci-fi because he has, like, all War kinds of, of War of the Worlds. And he's watching War of the Worlds. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, I forget what it was on the back of the door. It was, like, um, it was a poster for another 1950s. Yes, it was. Which it's one, one is, of my favorites. Which one is it? It's, um, oh, gosh. It, it wasn't This Planet Earth, was it? It is. It is okay. Because he talks about that later, yep. about watching This Planet Earth with, um, I guess it was a Darren. This Island that? Earth. This Island Earth, yeah. Um, Which, for those of you who are Mystery Science Theater fans, yes, that was yes. Mystery Science Theater the movie. Yes, did. this island Earth can be yours if yeah. the price is right. Yes, <laughs> um, with the weird heads. The other thing, whenever like <sighs> when he has his dream in the beginning, yes, apparently this bedroom mm-hmm. was the go-to bedroom for every '80s Real, okay, movie. I I like I didn't find this one. What'd and you find? I say no. I'm just talking about just like the way that it's constructed. The layout, you know, the layout. Like they always had, they had the same things, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed him with the um, uh, the official Marvel Universe or the official guide to the Marvel Universe yes. comic book, as well as there was a DC comic. I forget which one it was. Which is total sacrilege. Oh no, no, I take it back. It was Uncle Scrooge comic, is what it was. Okay. He had like it was on the, he was he was writing all this kind of stuff. I was like right. first off. These days, you would never get that stuff no, without some kind of serious. No, like, no, no, no. Here no. is the one thing I put on there, and this is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. The poster that he had over his bed that had all the constellations, it was the universe and right. everything. Yeah, I remember that one. I had that poster when I was. I think a lot of people had that poster. You know where I got that poster? Huntsville? No. Where? I got it at the Smithsonian Institute. I was, well, I was, Yeah, exactly. And it was one of those things that glowed in the dark. Yep. Like the Milky Way, like where the yep. Milky Way, it, it would turn it off and it would glow in the dark. As soon as I saw that poster, it's funny because that poster was on that wall right behind me. <laughs> <I believe laughs> right you. over my bed I whenever I was a you. kid, you know. But I did. I got that at the Smithsonian in 84 whenever we went up, we went up to uh, Washington, D.C. And I was like, I got to have this poster. And, of course, then it shows up in the in the movie. So Okay. So let me go over some okay. of the Easter eggs that I found that I lost my mind this on. This is just his room, right? Or no, no. This, to... is, this is just. Okay. We're going. All right. I got a couple more outside of it, but go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So do you remember when they flew into the um, the the, oh, wait the screen? One more thing. Yes. Did you know? I know. And I know you noticed this. Okay. Talk to me. It was, it was in his room later. It wasn't in that first scene. The flyers for Space Camp and yes. the stickers yes. for Space Camp yes. and everything. So, so. Lost my mind on that. As if I needed more of a reason. I know. There you go. Okay. So there. You go. That that was all of Ben's room stuff. That yeah. That, that that's a conversation for another, another episode. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> but uh, when they were flying around and they went to the drive-in and they flew mm-hmm. through the drive-in, the movie that was watching Robert Picardo was on. Right. It. He was playing a character named Star Killer, which was Luke Skywalker's original. original name. Mm-hmm. Now, for extra points, the sound effects that they were Yars using Revenge. Was, was Yars Revenge. <laughs> I have that written down. Was Yars Revenge. I heard that. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, no. I, that is my favorite Atari game, yep. is Yars Revenge. So I knew immediately when I heard that. <laughs> I was like, that, that's, that's Yars Revenge. And, <laughs> and further nods. You were talking about the, uh, the voice actors. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the name of the school that they went to? I did, and now I can't remember. Charles M. Jones High School, mm-hmm. or Junior High, excuse me, as in Chuck, Chuck Jones. Jones. Right. right. For those of you who don't know who Chuck Jones is, watch more Warner Brothers yes. cartoons. Yeah, he yes. was the voice of everybody. 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 If, everybody. if it wasn't Mel Blanc, it was Chuck Jones. Yes. So. Yeah. 
Um, oh, what were some of the other ones I saw? Oh, if you needed more, this is this this gets me sci-fi cred. Mm-hmm. This gets me sci-fi cred all the way around. Wolfgang's rat. His name was Heinlein. Heinlein. Yeah, or yeah, Heinlein. Heinlein. I was like, <laughs> uh, when they go to the junkyard. You find they they pass by a sled that says Rosebud on it. He even picks oh, it up oh, and I says that. Oh, see, I didn't. I, yep. I missed that. So uh, there's a, a line when they're getting uh, what is it? Just before they get pulled up, when they're first starting to 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 get the the connection with the mm-hmm. aliens, where Wolfgang looks at everybody and just says, "They're, they're here. here." Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I'm surprised you hadn't mentioned the uh, the NASA sticker that they oh, had inside yeah. yep. of the spaceship. It was, it was the worm. It wasn't the meatball. It was yeah, the worm. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Those of you space geeks know exactly. And what also I'm talking the about. fact that they had a space shuttle as a, ho- as a hood ornament. They did basically. You know, and matter of fact, it was space shuttle Columbia. It was Columbia. So because that's all that we had at that time. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And the best one, and this is one that I'm surprised you missed. Okay. So in the scene, uh, the helicopter pilot, Meshach Taylor. Right. He oh, b- yeah. gets a copy. Meshach of- Taylor, famously from Designing Women. Yes. And. Uh, Anthony, um, um, mannequin. mannequin and mannequin too. Yes, he played uh, was Hollywood Montrose. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Had the greatest sunglasses, dude. Ever, I know, I know. Ever. So um, he buys a uh, a copy of the Davana County Gazette that talks about the Kingston Falls riot that's still unexplained. You know what was Kingston? What took place in Kingston Falls? Uh, tell me. Think Joe Dante. Is that Gremlins? That is Gremlins. Gremlins. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that happened, Falls that was the year was, prior. Yeah, that's was, right. Was, they were talking about Gremlins. Right, right. You know? yeah, and I was just like, right. oh my God, I can't believe yeah, I yeah, missed yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and again, this is me geeking out. Again, Dick Miller, you know. Dick Miller. Yeah, Dick you know, Miller. Talk, he kept talking about the Gremlins. They're in everything. They're yes, in the, yes. <laughs> yes. But yes, there's, I'm, and I'm sure there's a ton oh, I know, of them I that know. we missed on that, but those were just a few of them that went. Well, once you get into... Once they're in space mm-hmm. and they're on the ship, and all of the movie and television clips that are playing around, you know, oh, there's God, the day the Earth stood still, and there's all. I mean, that's the one that jumps out it, at me. It was supposed to be some type of a a statement about how we as Earthlings view aliens, and we yes. always view them as evil, right, or right. you know, coming to hurt us or take us over. Which was one of the things of they, that Wack and is it Neek, was Neek. Yeah, said was that. We can't. They started showing all. He started showing all these clips. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't come down there. We know what you we guys get killed. Yeah, we yeah. know what you do. Exactly. You know, you know? and not wrong. I mean, honestly, well, it's know. a. Uh, but yeah, that's a. I have a, a very special place in my heart for like all the that that atomic age. Oh yeah, you know the googie architecture, yeah, and all, and that, and all that, that stuff, as well as just you know like the movies from that era. You know, all the especially the the worse they are, the better they are. You know, that's uh, so when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. We went to, I want to say it was either Universal Studios or MGM Studios in Fort in uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. And at one time they had... When you were a kid? Yeah. It was MGM. Uh, well, it was, it was they had... They, I thought Universal didn't come until the 90s. They had both of them at the one oh, we went. Okay. Because we went to both of them. But I can't I remember you are which one. younger than me. Yeah. So <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that was still... So, but no, I mean like... Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So when we went at one time, and I don't know if it's still here. I don't think it is. Um... They had a whole. They had a, a, a restaurant that was in the theme of a drive-in theater, mm-hmm. and you walked in and you sat in these like hollowed out cool. cars. I love that. Yeah, and it was all surrounded by a giant screen, and they would run like 
clips and trailers and stuff from all of those old 50s, nice. you know, sci-fi yeah, horror yeah, stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. I loved it. I would I would frequent a place like oh that now. Oh, my gosh. Now. It, was, <laughs> it was so cool just to be able to see. I mean, you're sitting in like a, a hollowed-out Chevy, mm-hmm. you know, eating a cheeseburger, watching The Day the Earth Stood Still. That's that's, that's you know, that's Or, you know, um, This Island Earth yeah. or any of these other ones that are just, you know, I I, mm-hmm. I adore those movies. And the that's one of the reasons from outer space. Yeah, yes. the, <laughs> yeah. the brain that wouldn't die. Right, you know, those yeah. kind of things. That's, that's one of the reasons why I am such a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just because they rip into those damn movies, mm-hmm. but they're a lot of fun to watch even without it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, any of those types of era movies are so much fun. And these just kind of play into the the, the nostalgic element of This that. falls, there was that weird time, like right in the middle of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, where like movies like this or Back to the Future. Yep. Or um, it was the nostalgia wave, but it was for the fifties. You yep. know, Stand by Me. You know, it's like where it was like the well, the, the, the algorithms a little off here. You know, you, you now eventually it would course correct to the sixties. You know, right. like by the end of the decade. Yeah. And then the seventies came full on all through the nineties. I mean, well, that I was think just you, a, could, you, know, you could almost say that that started with Greece, right? And then that was and the then just kind of came and, from there. And and it, but it was like. Well, that and, and Happy Days, and it was Happy Days was on before Greece. The Heavenly and, Kid was, yeah, you know, you know there, there was that, a whole bunch. There was a uh, lot of throwback. Uh, um, George Lucas, uh, American Graffiti, American Graffiti, you know, absolutely all that, about the car culture, and stuff. absolutely. Again, early was it seventy three, seventy four when that came out, something, like something that. around those. Hours, um, yeah, but but especially in the mid eighties, there was this all of a sudden, like you started seeing a lot of this stuff. You started mm-hmm. seeing a whole lot of like, like the music from that era started permeating itself into not just television but like in commercials oh, yeah. and, and all kinds of stuff. Well and, and it was just it, really that's, that's when a lot of the licensings for those fell yeah, out so they could use it. The so baby, the baby boomers were just coming into power. True. They're still fucking they, there. They were you know, <laughs> well just, they were they were coming into power but they were also coming into an element. We have some were, money. We have kids. We let's, have let's look at stuff that we all like. this nostalgia uh, I know. The big chill. I mean yes. there's the oh, yeah. perfect example, yeah. you know again you're early sixties there, but it's still at atomic age right, type you know? stuff, you know. but this falls in that again, where mm-hmm. it's like kids that would have been around my age, you know. So I, I guess it's like in '85. So I was like, I was 11 in '85, you yeah. know. So and these these kids are 12 ish, you know, 11, 12, somewhere around in there. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, this makes sense. You know, Goonies were around my age, right? You know, um, there was you know, Monster Squad. Those kids were around my age. Well, but the cool I, thing about it is they hit on, I would say, probably about maybe a five or six year window. Of kids that if you were a little bit older, mm-hmm. you remembered being that kid. If you were that age, you wanted to be that right. kid. And if you were younger, you looked up to, to that, that kid. kid. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. They, that's they true. really, that was a sweet spot for them for, I'd say, well, maybe closer to about eight or nine years. Right. Of range, so they really hit on a good market for that. Mm-hmm. As far as what was going to be available to people that want, you know, their kids wanting to go see this movie, right? So, right, and, and it was very smartly done. You know, again, Dante made a lot of good decisions. A lot of them he lost out to, but you know, the whole idea of bringing in a Little Richard song at the end of it, you know, right, was that, a brilliant idea because it ties. And not in. one of his like huge hits. No, it wasn't a gigantic great, hit for him, but it was, song, and it though. fit. It yes. fit perfectly. Yes. And it's one of those ones that, you know, I think you and I have talked about this a couple of times before, where you have songs that the, instant, the second you hear it, you go back to a scene from a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. 
all around the world, if you hear that song, that Little Richard song, that's where you're going back to is watching this giant green slug dancing around having a blast. Yeah, so, you know. It, it's, it, it draws back to, you know, uh, <clears throat> takes you back to your time and place the same way that uh, Steelers, Steelers Wheels with Stuck in the Middle stuck of You. Stuck in the Middle <laughs> of You. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Everybody goes back to that scene in Reservoir Dogs, like what Michael Matson dancing around the, or, uh, the what razor. Was, what was the one from the crying game, you know, when he's in the shower? You know? Was it that the crying game? I, I think it was it the was song a, of the crying. Yeah, game, it was yeah. A, uh, Culture Club. Did it? Uh, it was either Culture Club or just Boy George. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, it may have been just Boy George. But yeah, I, again, point. iconic scenes from those or the 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 whistle from Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Right. You, know, you hear that? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. I oh, know yeah. exactly where I'm oh, at. Oh yeah. Now. That's sweet. The Good, Bad, and the Ugly sweet. Mm-hmm. It's just like fuck yeah. Dude. I mean, it's um, it's one of those things that I I think that was now. I don't know it's going to carry the same type of nostalgic weight as some of those other ones, but it's such a unique song to use right. that it wasn't being used in every other movie. No, that's, you know, and that's, you know, again, you go back to that era and you were starting, and like, I remember uh, the Beatles version of Twist and Shout yep. showing up. And of course, it's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. you know, but it showed up in a bunch, like it was in a TV commercial. I remember at, at the time, I can't remember what it was. I think it was an ice cream commercial or something. It was it, it was one of those things where all of a sudden, again, all this boomer nostalgia was starting to really permeate right. everything. There's, I remember one summer, it seemed like there for a little while, there was like one summer where the twist came back. Even oh, like the, ba- the, the the fat boys did a fat boys did their Chubby version Checker, of it, yeah. but then there was you know there was another Wipeout summer Wipeout came, came back. back. There was yeah. another summer where um, well, hell, Kokomo when Kokomo came out, it was God. the Beach Boys and it was their reincarnation of the Beach Boys. Yeah, well, we won't talk. About I don't think that. there was a Will- <laughs> I don't think there was a Wilson in it, but no, you know <laughs> it wasn't because yeah, no, it was it all wasn't. Mike Love, but that's a different story. That's we we we, we, but, we don't talk about that. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There's the Beach Boys and then there's this abomination that carried on shall not be named for fifty years. After it, you know, it's uh, but there, there was actually a series of, of CDs that came out, and I wish I could find a copy of them. They were called something like uh, Colas, Khakis, and Cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, oh, there was like four of them, and they were yes. double, they were double, di- they yep. were, yeah. I remember because we, when I worked at CD Warehouse in the late 90s, we sold those, you where know, it was and, nothing more than collections of the songs that were used from in the 50s advertising. and 60s. I know, well, I know. not just 50s well, but, and 60s, because that's the first time I heard Nick Drake's Pink Moon. Oh yeah, was on a Volkswagen yeah, commercial. Volkswagen. Yep, that was you know, in the early thousands. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it was it it really ran the range. But you got to see how these songs were being used in commercials and mm-hmm. in you know stuff that was being shoved down your throat left and right. Right. I mean, honestly, can you genuinely say that anybody under the age of thirty would have heard the Van Halen version of "You Really Got Me" had it not been for that Nissan commercial? Uh... I would have, well, but you know, I mean, but I that's, said under thirty. Well, you know? but I mean, but that's still a, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I understand that. I mean, well, the thing that kills me, we'll get into a whole different thing. <laughs> the thing that kills me is that, like, I guess it was somewhere around twenty-ish years ago mm-hmm. when all of a sudden a lot of those bands that I really loved as a kid, like Zeppelin and the Who. All of a sudden, are doing Cadillac commercial, like their songs are winding up. Yeah. And the one that kills me to this day and will kill me forever was whenever, of course, they were all gone by this point. When the Ramones rock and roll, do you remember rock and roll radio? Yep. Showed up in a Cadillac commercial, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. This is uh-uh. this is nope. wrong on so many levels. Well, and you can you can blame Nike for starting that. Oh, I know the revolution. Revolution, know. you know. Well, was, you can blame Michael Jackson for that because that was his. He had the rights. That's after it. he had the rights, and he started licensing the Beatles stuff out to everything. Yeah. So, but you know, in in. Okay, in cycling back, yes, I'm since sorry. we're cycling back, you were talking about a lot of, of um, things that were being brought back in and, and reintroduced. 
Yes. Go ahead. There is a remake for this. In oh, no, 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 no. The official uh, statement is that, according to The Hollywood Reporter in 2014, so it's been on the shelf for a while, <sighs> Paramount was developing a remake of The Explorers through the low-budget label Insurge, uh, Insurge Pictures, which I don't can't I'll think of anything off Insurge. Done, yeah. um, it's supposed to have the same tone, and this is what breaks my heart. Of a Michael Bay movie. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I can't. I mean, very rarely. And again, we've talked about this in the past. There are certain movies that it needs I to be would left like, alone. Well, I yeah. would like to see a remake done of. You know, like. Um, I don't have any. <laughs> you know, The Last Starfighter. I would love to see a remake done of that because the technology is so much better now to make it something good. It was great for what it was. So with that kind of technology to it, it can make it even better. The problem. And here is like. <clears throat> I agree with that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that with remakes, and I understand they have to like update it to the current culture or whatever, you know. Right. But the thing is, is that so many times with remakes, they will take these movies and, and like, gut them. They completely gut them, and it's basically it's it's the name mm-hmm. or maybe a character or something like that, and then it's all like, okay, let's shove twenty twenty two into this, and it's just like, yeah, oh, but I God. think you know in, in in remakes defense, and keep in mind, I'm not a huge remake fan by any stretch no. of the imagination. I can count on one hand how many remakes I've seen that I actually But I do liked. think doing kids' movies may be a little bit easier to do. Well, it's, it's, Dis- it's been Disney's stock in trade for decades. Right, I mean, but you got to remember, this wasn't a Disney movie, I know, though. I know. This, was one, this is a Dante. This I know, is a totally I know, I different know. one. We're going to talk about one later on. Yeah, we're going to talk about a, a Disney movie later, but in well, our next that, episode. That was eventually a Disney movie. Yeah, it didn't start yeah. out that way. But, um, but I think with kids' movies, especially ones that are kids-centric, mm-hmm. not just ones that are made for kids, but use kids as a, a, a main characters in it. Mm-hmm. I think that may be a little bit easier because some of these elements that they touch on in these movies are so universal. Right. The idea of wonderment, of space wonderment, of what's going on. The idea of, you know, a bunch of weirdos rallying together and finding friendship in one another that otherwise would have nothing in common right, with one right. another. You know, those that was that was every kind of kid a formula of of you would have these motley crew kid, kid ensemble movies yeah. where you would always have like one tough kid that like wasn't really a part of the group but kind of becomes a part of the group right. unwillingly you know and, and type stuff and uh, there's always a brainy one there's yes. always one that's the 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 dreamer or the 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 idea person right, there's right. always the funny one you know right. that kind of thing yeah. but i do think that you know is that life imitating art or is that Truly, you know, I mean, a lot of it's archetype. Also. I mean, I mean, that's, you, you have a child. You've yeah. seen the friends that your child has around them, and a lot of them are a group of idiots. And yeah. I don't, you know, no, no, it's true. And I don't kids say that derogatory. Kids are idiots. I, well, kids are idiots. You know, you know they're, ki- they're supposed to be. That's kids their are job. idiots until they're thirty-five. I mean, it's like <laughs> <laughs> but that's just it. I mean, my nephew is sixteen. Right. And, you know, I've and he's seen, an idiot. It's oh, he's, <laughs> I love him to death, but you know, some of the friends that he has, even he will say, "Yeah, these guys are just idiots," but. Those are the friends that you love. Those are the friends that you have. Those right. are the friends that you connect with. And those are the ones that you want to go out and do adventures oh, with absolutely. and have fun absolutely. with and get into trouble with and see what you can do with it, mm-hmm. you know? So I do think that those kinds of elements are universal on a lot of levels and will continue to be universal moving even, forward. Even if you look at Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Luke Skywalker's the nerd. 
to a point, yeah. Yeah, I mean, more of a whiner, but okay. yeah, but he's <laughs> you know he's the nerdy kid. Yeah, Han Solo is the cool guy that's not even supposed to be here. You know, mm-hmm. Obi Wan Kenobi is the older, wiser one that you know. Chewbacca is the muscle. Chewbacca is the muscle. Princess Leia is the girl that yeah. you know. I mean, because that's you always, almost always have a, the girl. You know, and yep. that's. That's who that character was for a lot of. It's like, oh no, we have the girl. She's yeah. here. We got to figure uh, out where to do with her. Yeah, yeah you know, we got to figure out where she fits into this. Yep. You know, and and yeah, so those. I mean, and even going back beyond that, you can go back to a whole bunch of uh, movies where you can kind of oh, yeah. have I those mean, archetypes. You know? But I do think that there's a reason why those archetypes still exist mm-hmm. because a lot of them ring true. You know, mm-hmm. and does it pigeonhole people? Maybe a little. Yeah. But I do think that you know, especially with kids' movies, a, a good kids' movie, one that has lasting power is going to touch on those elements that they are Mm -hmm. something that you can look at and say oh i was that guy or i was this guy you know something else i want to get into before we get out of here is some of the um the products slash technology oh yeah because he has this apple computer okay this is pre-macintosh apple it was probably what a Mm -hmm. 2e maybe or something like that this is 86 it was either a 2 or a 2e i can't remember oh and uh that he had to back off of it and everything right and and he talked about like oh this only has 128k you know or whatever it's like but it should be plenty of power yeah (laughs) which it always fascinated me looking at the technology that you know they that was the fantasy in the 80s was let's do anything we can with something that now has less technology than what's in your watch. You oh, know? yeah. No, no. no yeah. So, less technology than what's in Rob the Robots. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, but if you think about it, you know, there's a reason why NASA didn't change a lot of the technology no, know, in the space shuttle for decades, 20 years, I know, 30 I know, years. I know. Because, number one, it worked. Yeah. Number two, there was no way to hack it. Right. You know, you can't hack a dip switch. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you One know. One of the other things we can talk about pulling mm-hmm. the back off and everything. When yep. you're talking about, you know, there's not enough power, there's not blah, blah, blah. And, and he pulls out the 9-volt battery. The Rayovac <laughs> 9-volt battery. Yes. That is the old one that was the red with the black. Yep. with the. I yep. was like, oh, I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, that was so, those. man. <laughs> Rayovac still makes batteries, but they don't, they don't have that same, like you know. That but yeah, him pull, as, soon, as soon as he opened the back and I saw that red, I was like, oh, that's a Rayovac. Yeah. I know that's a Rayovac. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, and like you said, when they were, my favorite part was just going, I, I, I went back and I would actually pause the scenes where they showed Thunder road mm-hmm. and you could see all the bits and bobs oh, that yeah. made it up. oh yeah like, yeah yeah there was an old television part that came yes. across there was like a, a a piece of luggage well the front, was one of the doors the front know? of it was, it was a trash yeah, can the top was a, well it was a trash can but it was on top on a tire yeah it was just sitting on you know that way and of course that was with the space shuttle sat on mm-hmm. top of uh, yeah you're right that the the hatch on the top was just a piece of luggage yeah and, and yeah it was kind of cool well it's um, it reminded me and i know and there's like portholes from oh yeah you know, sides of cars and stuff like that but what it reminded me of and i know you did this when you were Mm-hmm. Kid. I know your child probably did this mm-hmm. where you get the the cardboard box. Oh, yeah. Draw on the cardboard oh, box yeah. what you want it to be. Yeah. And, you know, or you bits and bobs stuff together on this. And that's what really hit me on this, watching them put this together and just seeing all the little nuances and pieces and how much each one of them served a purpose. I thing. had a book when I was a kid, and I cannot for life me remember the name of it now. Mm-hmm. But it was all about this family bought a new refrigerator. And there mm-hmm. was a box. Okay. And I think I the cycles this. that this box went through with their little girl that was that she it was a house. And yes, then it like I it got pushed this. over something and then she drew on it, made it into a race car. And then mm-hmm. got, and it was one of those things to where like eventually because it was outside it got rained, got rained on, on and it and that was the end of the box. But it was really cool watching like all of this stuff, how she kept 
morphing it into something else over time. Right. You know? well, I remember that. Yeah. And, uh, and exactly. That's, you know, but that's, and, and hell, and, and cats are, are, are taking that, are still doing that. To yeah. this day. Oh, yeah. As soon as you get something, a cat's going to go and get in the box. Yep. That, there's no it's, sense it's now about theirs. It. So you need to leave it alone. You know? <laughs> but it was that element of just the the and you know I I credit movies like that with the real big upsurge in things like upcycling mm-hmm. because I mean there, it's taking stuff that you would have never ever ever thought would have served the purpose that you're wanting it to right. and making it kind of shoehorning oh, yeah. it to oh, do yeah. it i mean i'm looking across the room where there's an old magnavox television that you've gutted and turned into a tv stand if, if you know i will admittedly i did i bought that <laughs> okay and no if somebody it was on a facebook market someone had done this like mm-hmm. they had turned it into for they uh, specifically for gaming right and I'll I'll put a picture of it up on our Instagram so oh, yeah. people get it's, it's definitely and it was one it. of those things that initially when it went up like when it opposed, I I have content I was like hey I really want this they were like well I've already it's already sold mm-hmm. like there's somebody supposed to come pick it up I'm like all right well if it falls through let me know and a couple of hours later I got a message saying hey the person who's supposed to buy it. It's not going to, I was like, I will be there in 20 minutes. Like, I, I'm not even going to, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And it is. And it's amazing because we had a television very similar to this. It's the old oh, console type, did. you know, it's got yeah. had the had all the wood around the outside. It's heavy Wait shit, ton. man. Wait a ton. Uh, and it's funny because that thing's not very, he- not very heavy at all, but it was all in the, in the picture tube yep. and all those stuff, you know. So, Whoever did this Speaking did a which, brilliant. One of the, the, the windows was a, was a picture, picture tube. tube. Yes. Um, I love the fact that Darren, they hauled the, like the, the computer and the monitor up mm-hmm. to the, the top of that hill. Yep. And Darren's like walking around. I was like, dude, that thing would have weighed like 30, 30 35 pounds easily. easily. And he's just like trekking along. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing in that thing whatsoever. Unless that kid's a bodybuilder. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, but, but yeah, it, that kind of stuff is just like. I have maybe after this is over, I'll show you. I've got a couple of old. I've got an, I've got a, a not an original, but the second generation of Macintosh. Oh gosh! And I also have uh, another. It wasn't the Macintosh. It was the precursor to it. It's the same. The Lisa. Like, it wasn't the Lisa, but it was basically from between the Apple IIe to the Macintosh. Oh, I remember. It was this. whatever that was. Yeah. They're both like self-contained. Yeah, you know, where yeah, it's yeah. it's the I, monitor and the control yeah, monitor. and I have one of each of those that I picked up at like thrift stores in the last ten years or something. Oh, there's collectors out there that go crazy. For yeah, and, and one of them works and one of them doesn't. Yeah. you know, it's just kind of and the, and the one the Macintosh is the one that doesn't. It powers on, but the monitor doesn't come on. No, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to work on your computer. <laughs> I didn't see what you're doing. I know where this is going. Since you're an IT guy, yeah, I know where this is going. I'm not going to. But fix I have your computer. Part, one of the reasons I never got rid of it is I was like, I would kind of like to get this up in up and running yeah. you know, to see what it could do with it. You, you know, just want to play Oregon Trail again. Yeah. yeah. Or, I, or I was never. Or Math Chompers. Or Oregon those Trail games, was yeah. an all right game. Um, I had other games that I enjoyed playing. You were a Leisure Suit Larry guy. No, I never did you Leisure were, Suit Larry. You were. Don't lie. I didn't. I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. Oh. No, it's not this. Yes, it is. Hmm. All of the DOS stuff that comes yes. up. Yes. That was another thing that took me back. Yeah, it's like to, a Macintosh running DOS. Yeah, I know, I know. I know that. I know that. I know that. But but it was just the fact that as soon as those commands started coming up on the screen, it's like, oh, I remember. I remember. And MS it was DOS. a green screen. I know. It was I was the like, old school green screen. I know. Yeah. I was like, that took me back. It's like, how to, is that oh. not burned into that already? Again, you know? I have <laughs> because I collect junk that nobody else wants. Uh, I have a Texas Instruments TI 
90, uh, TIA 99 that they like would hook up to your computer. A Trash 90? Yes, it oh, would hook up to your TV. Yes. I have the manuals for it. Now, the, the, only thing, trash 90. the only thing I don't oh have God, is that I, forgot about that I don't have that cassette recorder that would save all the stuff. Yes, when you're, you dropped it, it, your tape back up? Yes, it was actually it was a cassette, cassette tape. tape. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I found one again because again, that was the computer that we had here at home. I and I remember like sitting there going through like plugging in, oh, you yeah. know, uh, 10, go to, blah, blah, blah. You know, just yep. like blah, blah, blah. Going through all the stuff, you know, all the way through it. Because that's, so what, that's the how you screen like, to change color. Yeah, that's all know? it was. You would have to like put in like 50 lines of code to have like one thing happen on the screen. Yep. So. I distinctly remember basic. <laughs> See, mine was a Commodore. Uh, oh, you had a Commodore. I had yeah. a Commodore 128. And this was back when you had. I used to com- have a VIC-20. Oh, the VIC-20. Yeah, great. yeah. But where you had like the computer and the keyboard were one in the same. Yep. And yep. then you had a uh, the, the floppy disk was a separate. Device. Yes, yes, it was. You used your television as the monitor. Yep. I mean, it was just this big, cumbersome, bulky, mm-hmm. beige thing, mm-hmm. you know. But I would spend hours on that playing the most ridiculous games. Oh, I know, I know. Those, the, not even eight bit. I oh, mean, no. you know. Well, I said all that to get, which is funny that you're wearing the Atari. Yes, I am <laughs> the Atari, Atari T-shirt, t-shirt today. Uh, I I settled that because you you brought up Leisure Suit Larry. I never had Leisure Suit Larry. I did, however, because, you know, back in the day, copying a floppy disk was nothing whatsoever. And we used to bootleg games like crazy. Oh, of course. I remember having um, strip poker. Oh, God. Okay, and it was like, and I remember, like, you know, sneaking in and playing it, you know, after my parents were in bed. Watching all the pixels come up. But here's the thing. (laughs) The version that I was given uh-huh. was all male. <laughs> oh. and I rem- but I remember, like, because it was one of those things, again, having a little bit of basic knowledge of, mm-hmm. of, right, of going into the code and, like, looking through it, like, okay, blah, 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 and, find, and being able to, like, not have to actually play the game to actually get the final the images. Yeah. But also finding that there was a woman's name in the code, but apparently it was never developed <laughs> completely. <laughs> so it, was, it wasn't actually there, you nice. know. But that, it's so funny because I look back on that going back 40 years, you mm-hmm. know, of learning basic, learning, you know, MS-DOS, right. because that's what they were teaching in school, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the computers that we had at my school were the, uh, let me see if you remember this, the PC Junior. I remember the PC yeah, The IBM PC Junior. Yep. That's, that's what I learned on, you know. Now, of course, you know, with binary, you can kind of go on the other oh, stuff as well, you know. I remember uh, when I left for college, I got my first Packard Bell. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But thinking back on it now and being like, wow, I actually did know a little bit about programming at that point because that's what we were being taught. We were being right. taught. Our, our computer class was all about this is how you program something. Our, our computer class that we took in seventh grade was like the final project was basically to write a program yeah. of some sort. And I wound up writing like I, I did this whole thing where like uh, I got the computer to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Nice. Or no, it was When You Wish Upon a Star. Nice. Uh, that was, I take that back because I remember like getting my dad to because I didn't read music, right. he did, to get down and actually write out because we had the, the sheet music for yep. it, and he would just write, give me the letter, like, you know, the what the mm-hmm. the, the name of the, of the note was, you know, and me going in and, like, programming and all that stuff. And Well, and the, the funny thing is, and to kind of cycle back to the movie, you know, there's so much of the technology aspect of it that plays into this, mm-hmm. you know, when Wolfgang is programming the computer, when they're working on the circuit boards, when they're putting the ship together, the bubble when it pops yes, up. Yes, yes. You know, all of that, and I... I it is a bit of a... And a that t- whole vector 
Yeah, the whole vector, the three D vector. Yeah, I know. know? Yeah, it it is a bit of a um, a bit of a time capsule on this. And one thing I've never understood is why in all of these movies they always have an oscilloscope off to the side. I know. No one ever used an oscilloscope. What is it for? It's kind. It's it looks cool. Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of like a. Oh, what's it called? Is it Jacob's Ladder? Oh, the the thing that goes up? Yeah, that's a Jacob's Ladder. That was it showed up in like every sci-fi movie. So it's absolutely no, no purpose. purpose whatsoever except for burning you. Well, that's that, the only thing that it will that, do. And, and I still for the life of me wanna I, I still don't understand where, you know, it was decided like early fifties going into you know, beginning of the sixties when a theremin was the yes, scariest instrument exactly. on the planet. But you know it works though. Hmm. You know, you know, seriously, you hear that theremin, you oh, yeah. automatically think sci-fi horror, you know, somewhere. Or the I Beach mean, Boys, or, one you, of the two. Yeah, well, <laughs> good vibrations. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or um, um, Days of Confused. Oh, that's right. I now, it's funny the way that they use the theremin yeah. in that, because the way that, because it's literally a thing that, like, Jimmy, we're going to please. <laughs> Jimmy Page figured out how to take the theremin and use it with his guitar. Yep. And used it to great effect, especially if you go and watch the song Remains the Same, the mm-hmm. live and concert stuff, where he's like literally throwing notes, you know, with, with he's because that was like he would use the bow on the thing. Yep. But he's literally like throwing notes off that, that theremin. It's wild shit. It's bizarre. I mean, it's, yeah, I know. It's like only Jimmy Page would come with. Those guys were definitely on a different plane than some of their shit that they did, you and, know. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about as far as a theremin, um, if you watch the TV show The Big Bang Theory, there is an episode where uh, Sheldon That's Sheldon got a theremin, playing, that's right. He's, he's playing the opening... Oh, one that we forgot, the opening to Star Trek. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. The, yeah. The, right, right, That's right, on a theremin. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the thing I loved most about this movie was just, like I said, it's a time capsule of technology, of how we believed that some... 12 year old sitting in his basement could figure out some way to to generate a uh, a self-contained indestructible bubble right. that can travel in you know thousands of miles an hour and right. not affect anything right you know uh, just it's really i know it, it's it's one of those again not that we figured out how to do that but you know there there i it wasn't it's funny that we watched this movie because it wasn't a couple of weeks ago I was listening to um, uh, a podcast and somebody was mm-hmm. talking about uh, some company that's actually working on something very similar. Oh, this. it surprised so where, me. It's like, it's like you know, he, kept, he kept saying, yeah, it's one of those things. You can create this bubble that is completely resistant to all laws of physics because you know it's it's like they've done it on a very small scale but they're trying to feed, they're trying to extract extract right. it out of you and then we watch this movie i'm like oh 40 years later here we so, are you know it's like it's, <laughs> and, uh, i'm making an executive decision oh uh this and this is like i until right just a few minutes ago when we we're sitting here talking i'm like we're moving into the summer now and i know mm-hmm. we've got our tournament still coming up because I know yes. this is going to go. I know this is going to go up before <laughs> because of life. Um, I think this summer we're going to cover just summer movies. Some summer movies that type, like this. We might do you know um, um, 
Tron, since we're going, oh, since we're coming up on the 40th anniversary of Tron, okay? Um, You're hitting my happy space. You know, yeah, maybe maybe we do, uh, you know, uh, Back to the Future, or you know what? I'm just like because Space Camp, Space Camp is one we already we already have on the, you know, mm-hmm. where it's it's summer movies, summer yeah. quote unquote summer movies, or or movies that came out that are so associated with the summer, yep. you know, uh, of. 80s. We're doing 80s. We're doing all 80s. I'm sorry. I, 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 I would do 80s probably going into like early 90s, maybe. Maybe. But by that point, you you kind of lost that feel. A little you know, bit. And, and, and that's one of the things you talked about with, you know, with Tron, with this, with... You know, I've already, you know, I've already made Camp. the executive decision. That Flight of the Navigator is another right, one. Flight of the know? Navigator, which is a movie we're going to do. Uh, you know, um, I had already made the executive decision a little while back that, you know, for Oktoberfest, we're going to do, we're going to do Poltergeist, oh. which I very much associate with summer. Yes. You know, for multiple reasons. We'll get into that when we get there. Uh, but yeah, why not? I mean, it, that'll be great. Oh, it, yeah. Just for whatever reason, this summer it, just kind of has got that 80s well, feel to if it. If you so. think about it, it's, if you remember when you were a kid. Yes. And during when these movies came out, it kind of had that, you knew it was this sense of relief. It was a sense I'll of have fun. Do Goonies. Oh yeah, another one. Yeah, it was a sense of fun. It was a sense of relief. It was that sense of we got through a lot of crap, so now we're going to enjoy mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Sound like any kind of pandemic that oh, we yeah, just got yeah, out no. of? Well, you know, know, you know, one other thing before we get out of here, uh, as far as the movie, something we we touched on last episode. Yes, that we were talking about that that Gen X autonomy. Mm-hmm. These kids are yes, their parents are around. They are not supervised by nowhere close to supervision. Nowhere close to it. You know, they're in junkyards at night. Nobody's nobody's batting an eye about they're it. They're in junkyards at night. They're gone for hours on end. I, know it's I mean, <laughs> the funny thing is, if you go back and watch it, the whole scene with Wolfgang and his family, it's like he his family doesn't even know he's in the room. I know. You know it's his great. Dad, you know? You know, his dad is like obsessed with bugs. Like yeah. he's, he's always looking for the bug bomb. Where's the bug bomb? I know. It's like. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so funny, and you know. Uh, Mary Kay Place, you know, mm-hmm. she, I think she, she makes an appearance in the movie like three times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love it. the whole like, oh, you know, you tell me your name once, I'll never forget it. You know, and he calls her Darren, then she calls you immediately, calls Daniel. him Derek. Derek. Derek is like, <laughs> how many kids did they have? She reminds, yeah, no kidding. I'm not serious. I started no counting. Kidding. Outside of, well, I counted four small kids. So remember how I mentioned that there was a lot of this movie that was chopped out? Yes. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Do you yeah. remember the scene when they're in the um it keeps going back to the scene with the drive-in mm-hmm. where the guy sitting there in the movie theater or in the drive-in with his arm around the Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's so fake. Yeah, that yeah. so yeah, fake. I know. That's supposed to be Ben's older brother. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I They wondered, never say you know, it in the movie because the thing know. is he was given such a prominent Yeah. You would that think that there was elongated oh, scene, okay, you know. Okay. And actually, that's the, this is the movie that introduced me to the phrase "the traveling mat." I didn't okay. know what a traveling mat was before I actually saw this movie. Okay. And the funny thing is, they were talking about it from it was supposed to be Star Killer, but the scenes that they were using from that mm-hmm. was Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Okay, what was the name of the movie that they were that, that oh, they they were gosh, supposedly watching? Because it, it was, was on the marquee. Now it was on the marquee. It was. And 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 Ben said it. Hey, let's go over the drive-in. They're they're showing you know whatever. I cannot remember. I'm but I also love the whole like the scene where it's it's him and it's the alien woman and then the other guy and then the other guy dies. He's like he was like a father to me. And then she said he, he was, was my, my father. father. <laughs> 
Uh, I, yeah, and that, that was, again, going back to, uh, what's his name again? Robert Picard. Robert Picard, yeah. He was perfect in that. Just perfect in that role. So. He nailed it. And, and the funny thing is... It was a very Flash Gordon-esque oh, type. Oh, it was you know, Flash Gordon. It, just, it was Buck Rogers. Yes, it was, yes. you know, all of these types of, you know cliches that have been run into the ground with it but it was so perfectly done because he just he's such a good actor on playing just mm-hmm. straight face over the top mm-hmm. and then to have him playing whack yeah just going completely bonkers it right. was so much fun to watch him just play every kind of character that you could think of squashed into like a 10 minute window oh that reminds me whack's father yes you know the thing that I, I even remember this as a kid is that he's kind of speaking English, mm-hmm. kind of like he's, but it's like you you pick words out every once in a while where it's well, like he's not actually enunciating the words. When she says the whole line will always have Paris, yeah, Paris, Paris, or Wolfgang, Wolfgang, <laughs> but he's not actually saying it. He's kind of literally doing it that way, you know. Where it's what, like, what did he, what did Ben say when he first heard about it? It's like what is that? Oh, space pirates. Yes, space pirates. Space pirates. Yeah, space pirates. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we could do space pirates or ice pirates. Ice pirates. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Man, you're hitting on my happy space. Uh, apparently, we're going to have to sit down after this is over and make a list of, okay, these are all the movies we're going to we watch. We will have a chart. There will be a chart involved. Somewhere there will be an Excel spreadsheet out of this. Ice pirates. Uh, the thing that I always carry from ice pirates space is herpes. space herpes. And I remember, like, as a small child, Saying that, and my mom was like, "Don't say that! Don't say that!" <laughs> I had no well, clue whatsoever. If, if you throw that one out, you have to throw out Time Bandits. Oh, I'm for it. Yeah, I'm down, baby. I, and again, I'm down. A movie I have not seen since I was a kid. I know, and it's it holds up. Really, it holds up. I, like I said, movies, I have you know? not seen it since I was a kid. I just remember John Cleese playing uh, Robin Hood. Yes, and it's literally it's like, <laughs> oh, here you go, and then like the people will go off and they'll like knock him over the head and take the stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was Terry Gilliam. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. Know? It was hard to find a Terry Gilliam movie that wasn't just so wonderfully bizarre. Oh, I know. Does Gilliam actually play the devil in that? Does I can't he play, I think I can't remember who it was. It. I can't remember. I love, and we're going to such a tangent here. Um, <laughs> but I loved, I always loved that depiction of the devil, of where he was more concerned with technology. Mm-hmm. You know, he has that whole monologue about, like, you know, you know, why would God create slugs? You know, just, that just makes no sense to me because we could do all this stuff with technology and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, that's an interesting take on that character, you mm-hmm. know, of, okay, that's, okay. That's it. The only one that I've <laughs> seen like that before, or not before, but after that was, um, and it's a Woody Allen movie. Of course it is. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the only Was it uh, uh, Harry, Deconstructing Harry? Harry. Yeah. Where, um, was it Billy Crystal's playing Satan? Right. And he goes, yeah, come on in, we got air conditioning. You have air conditioning? Yeah, screws with the ozone layer. Yeah, and and I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, well, that's all we have to say about... Go see this movie. Go, dude, wherever Rent it's it. available. I know it's streaming a couple places. It's it's, it's so worth it. It's um, so worth it. I mean, watch it with the kids. This is one you can watch with your kids. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's... Yeah, because there's not really there's not really any language not or anything. There's not a whole lot that's involved in it's it. Pretty, it's pretty wholesome, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it you know... Uh, I mean, I think there's a, I think, I don't know, I think there's probably a couple words dropped, but Maybe. it's nothing big, you know. If, they, um, if they've listened to this episode, oh, yeah, they, they've, they've heard way more listening <laughs> to one episode of this than they would hear watching that movie a thousand times. But yes, times. Go, go watch this um, movie with your kids, sit around, then go outside and look up at the stars. Before you know, we get out of here, that. before we get out of here, just on a personal note, um, um, a guy that I've known since fourth grade died just recently. Uh, his name is Baxter sorry, Stroud. And um, we've been, like I said, we've been friends of fourth grade. And watching this movie, 
you know, Baxter was that first friend that I had that was into the same things that I was into, mm-hmm. you know, comic books and sci-fi and <laughs> all the wonderful things that make life weird. Well, you know what? Let's do this. This episode's for Baxter. Cool. All right. Well, my man is needing a moment here, so I'm going to go ahead and take on this. Like I said, guys, go out, watch this movie, watch it with your kids, go outside, look up at the stars afterwards, see if there's a big green slug that's up there that's trying to summon you through your dreams. And uh, yeah, if you have any other comments or if there's any of those other movies, you know, we've listed off a ton of them, but if you have any other movies or any other ideas for for episodes that you'd like us to dig down on and, and really research on, hey, Hit us up on Discord, hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on any of the socials on that. You know, keep us in the loop on this. If you think this was ridiculous. uh, Oh, there's going to be so much more ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) We are just scratching the surface on this, you know. Uh, Yeah, this kind of opened the floodgates of of some stuff for me personally. All of a sudden, I was like, no, I love all these movies. I was telling... Another little side note. I went out with a friend of mine last night that, again, I've known since like fifth grade, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, for some reason, ever since we did the 1982, like the best yes. of, like or the uh, the top 100, yes, I've had a lot I of requests for that one too. I have been stuck in an 80s music loop that I was I have not been in in decades, hey, literally. It's not a bad thing. And all of a sudden, it's just like, no, I want to listen to all this stuff, you know. So yeah. just like, all right, uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much. Um, we we will be back with some more cool stuff. I know our next we're getting ready to record another episode right after this. That <laughs> you guys, I know we're going to enjoy. So. I am so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So. Thank you once again for listening to us. Uh, my name's Alan Smith. I'm Barry, and we are the Project Gen X podcast. Dave will be back soon. You know, I know we keep we keep talking. You know, Dave. Dave has not left us. Dave is not going on hiatus. Nope. Dave, nope. Dave is just dealing with a lot of stuff with work right now more than anything else, and I get it because. What, Life. What do they, what do they, what do they always say it when, when somebody's left from the newscast? He's on assignment. Yes, exactly. Dave's on assignment. Dave is definitely on assignment. And, and uh, But he will be back soon. I know he's going to have a lot of thoughts about all this stuff oh, yeah. we in the just, meantime. We so. might just turn on the microphone and leave because we know he's going to have a lot to say. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We will see you next time. See ya. It was the heat of the moment. Soon yourself with bigger things. You catch a pull.